let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Who let you watch that? Podcast, 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 podcast. Hello, friends. There you go. That's better. Welcome to the podcast where we relive the trauma of our youth through movies. You again are listening to Who Let You Watch That? Oh, yeah. I was oh. supposed to say that. <laughs> it's a, one day we'll nail it. One day. One day. We just don't have it down yet. It's okay. all right. Yeah. It makes it more endearing. It makes us more real. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, my name is Andy Diaz, and as always, I'm joined by... Gabe Martinez. And we are, like we mentioned, the podcast... Who let you watch, watch that? that. Oh, yes. Close. So good. <laughs> Today is going to be an awesome, awesome episode. As always, you guys, we have we have another guest, a guest that is going to be super fun and super exciting. They're bringing us to the table an awesome movie that I am so excited to talk about, a movie from from my youth, a movie that means a lot to me, actually, as I didn't, I didn't realize that this movie meant as much to me, and then all of a sudden... The box opened up and I was like, memories and stuff started pouring out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm texting my brother. I'm like, hey, do you remember this? And I'm so excited to talk about this movie. Me too, man. Gabe, Me too. let's introduce. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about the movie the entire episode. But right now, I need to introduce our guest. Our guest is a fabulous human being. Someone that uh, I have had the opportunity to uh, associate with and, and uh, hang out with here and there. Over the last few years, she is an artist. She's a hell of an artist, by the way. Uh, her work is incredible, and we will talk about her uh, her artwork and where you can find her and all of her uh, you know social media handles and all that stuff. Uh, but her name, this amazing artist, this adventurer, this cat lover extraordinaire. This, <laughs> I mean, she currently is looking kind of like a thumb. She's making this really great face. Her name is Sarah Fable. Sarah, welcome. Hi. (laughs) Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much. I had to give you that. I mean, at least kind of a good intro, you know? I mean, that was a good intro. I was like trying to be very quiet and uh, I was like, I feel like my face could speak. You would just be like, oh, I don't take compliments that well. Well, uh, you should, because you are fabulous. Uh, Sarah is an incredible artist. That's how I stumbled upon her uh, years and years ago, um, just seeing the stuff that she posted online and thinking it was super, super rad. Um, I think back then you were doing more of like the, they almost looked like the, the woodcuts, woodblocks, like just really cool, like, you know, um, just the black works. I mean, you still do a lot of that. But uh, your yeah. your style has beautifully evolved into something. She's also a tattoo artist, my friends, um, if you yeah. haven't looked her up yet. Um, and that's uh, definitely your preferred medium right now, right? It is also because my uh, preferred thing would be to own a house. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really focusing what makes money. <laughs> so right. I wish I had time to like do things that um, were not for income but to be honest like I just really like working with people and my clients are awesome I get people from around the world and we have like great conversations and it's just fun it's more fun than drawing a home alone right which is also a great movie but (laughs) (laughs) um, it's actually (laughs) it's more fun tattooing people than like 
like talking alone to a piece of paper. So yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally get it. I mean, Andy originally was going to do this podcast by himself, but he's like, I should have someone else yeah. I can hang out with. <laughs> So. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just fun because then you also get like a cool routine. You get to catch up. It's like so much more fun to do with somebody else. Absolutely, yeah. nailed well, that. Well, yeah. It's, so you know, we will um, here on the on the podcast uh, in all the metadata and all that stuff. You'll have her links, and uh, it'll be on our page and all that. But uh, you can you can find her basically anywhere. You know, just just typing in Sarah Fable. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's Sarah Fable tattoo, right? Or no, Sarah Fable. It's just Sarah Fable. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's even easier than that. So. <laughs> But yeah, you will you will see her work, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, I I think the majority of of what you've posted lately has been like your work actually on human skin, like you know what you've tattooed, and it is incredible. I'm just I'm always in awe. You know, there's there's a handful of you that I I follow pretty religiously and and check out your stuff, and I mean, man, oh man, your your work is excellent and it's beautiful, and your lines are so clean and especially working in the medium of tattoo like i've i've seen your sketches and i've seen you know when you when you also when you post like working on your tablet and everything like that but to see it actually on a person that's always like it always blows my mind that it can be that good and that clean so great job <laughs> more compliments for you i want to just super embarrass you all right <laughs> enough of how rad she is she's super rad you can check out all of her things and and follow her because she's awesome uh, you can also check out her cats. She's got uh, she's got two fabulous kitties, um, and they have their own page. It's the Fables, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fabulous. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can jump on there and check them out. So if you are a uh, a crazy cat person like us, then you will uh, you'll enjoy. <laughs> you'll you'll enjoy. All right. Today is very special. We have a very special guest, so we have to talk about a very special movie. Because Andy, we don't have any new business, do we? We don't have any new business. It's a, it's a thing we say every week, like, oh, let's discuss new business. I think we had new business once. Today, no new business. No new business. We'll have new business eventually. One day. Yeah. yeah who knows? <laughs> we are going to talk about a movie today that is wonderful and fabulous, and it came from our fabulous guest. And Sarah, before we get into the movie, we have to ask you if you can describe it in five words or less. So you can't say the title of the movie, but you have to tell us about it using five words or less. Are you up to the challenge? Oh my goodness. <laughs> totally on the spot. I have a sentence. It might not be five words. We'll try Take it. it. We'll try it. Go it's for it. advice. Don't go on the top of a skyscraper because death bean will kill you. <laughs> yes, that is awesome. Yeah. That is this movie in a nutshell. That, that it's, is perfect. Yeah. I love it. it. More like 10, 11 words somewhere in there, but you know what? I'll we made take it. it. I'll We're going to take it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. If you get, if you take nothing else away from this episode, heed Sarah's advice. To not yeah. hang out on top of a skyscraper because that alien death ray will get you. Especially after you promise your friend that you're not going to. I know. Just don't go do yeah. it. <laughs> I, know. I know. She sat there, looked her right in the face. I would have been in the same boat, though. I, I don't think I could lie to... Or, I mean, I I guess she did lie. So, yeah. never mind. I was going to say I couldn't lie to Vivica Fox. I would, I would just be lost. And I'd be like, 
I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever you want. You're fabulous. So, <laughs> all right. That was a wonderful intro to the movie. Andy, uh, would you like to give us the IMDb summary yeah. of this film? If you weren't able to figure it out, by the way, from that excellent description, uh, the movie we are doing this week is Independence Day. That's right. Um, and the tagline for the movie, the aliens are coming and their goal is to invade and destroy Earth. Fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon, is the will to survive. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Fabulous. That's it. 1996, uh, co-written uh, and directed by Roland Emmerich. This, uh, this movie is incredible. Uh, also written, uh, the guy that gets the main screenplay credit, by Dean Devlin uh, of Stargate fame. Universal Soldier. Universal Soldier, yeah. Geostorm. Exactly. Oh, yeah, Geostorm. He directed that, too, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Such good movies. <laughs> Such good movies. But this one, holy smokes, this movie is just incredible, gigantic, humongous. Uh, Sarah, anything that, before we start talking about the story of when you saw it, Anything that jumps out about the movie or, you know, anything you want to say about the actors or, or anything like that? Um, not really. I have a really, a little bit of a background. So before I even saw this movie, I was already scared of aliens. <laughs> that was like the whole thing. I would sneak as a kid to watch X-Files. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I had, I had a black t-shirt with a big green alien head and it had the tagline i want to believe uh-huh. <laughs> and i wore it everywhere i must have been like about seven years old eight years old i was convinced aliens were coming so i was already primed to be in full fear before <laughs> i saw this movie <laughs> so i was uh, very traumatized and you will find out why and how the whole story went but <laughs> letting you know I was already scared before you, before I even saw it. <laughs> oh my yes, <laughs> yeah. When uh, when I reached out to Sarah to be on our show, uh, you know, we're talking about oh crazy wild gnarly movies and you know things we saw when we were kids that we totally should not have seen. And then she mentions Independence Day, and I'm like, whoa, okay, well. I could totally see how it could traumatize you. And knowing that, too, that, you know, you were already afraid before going in. I mean, that's something. You grew up in Finland, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, is <laughs> well, obviously, I mean, there's there's uh, you know, I listen to a lot of heavy metal, so I'm very familiar with Finnish culture. I mean, between listening <laughs> to, you know, Children of Bodom and, and uh, a few others and and, you know, knowing you, I feel I feel like I really know the country really well. Um, no, well, not at I all. Actually grew up, I actually grew up near uh, Lake Bodom. Really? And Whoa. Children of Bodom is actually about the children that got murdered at the Lake Bodom. Yes, yeah. Woo. Yes, indeed. It's uh, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy pretty, stuff. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But that's crazy. That's You grew yeah. up over there. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. Well, yeah. And funny enough, another crazy thing from where I grew up, there was also a field near the Lake Bodom that would get crops, uh, crop circles. So what do you call them in English? Yeah, 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 yeah crop, crop circles. circles. Yes, yeah, crop yeah. circles. Yeah. Whoa. Serious. Holy smokes. So, yeah, yeah so, so you have... Like, that adds to the whole thing, too. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's it's perfect. I mean, just being near the lake and the uh, the tragedy that was there—that's that's something pretty gnarly. And then you throw in crop circles, and you're already terrified of aliens. <laughs> yeah, this is. A, I could see how this one would would destroy you. So, uh, you know, just real quick, some of the actors that are in here. You know, Andy, you yeah. have some stuff you want to say? Yeah, I got you know, leading the way, we got we got the coolest dude in the world. We got Will Smith at yeah. like the height of him being. You know, the man. Yeah. He's coming off Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He had just come off Bad Boys. Boom. Here he is, Captain Steve Hiller. Fantastic. It starts this summer trend, you know, every single summer. What's the next Will Smith movie that's coming out? Totally, and, yeah. Yeah, following that, we got Bill Pullman, you know, president, the greatest president ever. The greatest president, uh, Bill Pullman. Thomas J. Whitmore, you know, from, from Spaceballs, Serpent in the Rainbow, uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Bill Pullman, we love him. Yeah, I love you so much, Bill Pullman. And then <laughs> lastly, you know, we got Jeff Goldblum. You know, these are kind of the three big stars in the movie. You know, David Levinson. We know Jeff from The Fly, Jurassic Park 2, and, of course, My Dreams. And <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, a bunch of other people in there. Judd Hirsch, who I'm pretty sure has been the same age for the last 60 years. <laughs> yeah, he was born an old man. <laughs> same thing with Robert Loja. He's just always been that age for forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Vivica A. Fox, a uh, bunch of other people. You know, we don't need to get it. Harry Connick Jr. making choices, making so many choices yeah. in his limited role, but leaving a mark, man. Those are those are the, the main people I wanted to shout out for the yeah. stars. I wonder if at any point Will Smith, like, pulled Harry Connick Jr. aside and said, like, hey, man, you probably shouldn't do, like, a fake black voice. Yeah, all the time, but whatever, you know that's all right. He's just constantly going big, and it was great. It was great. He was trying to probably he tried probably to keep up with Will Smith, I bet, and just I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. Roland probably just like I love it. (laughs) Yeah, print it. Yeah, it was all right. Thank you very much for that that quick overview. Okay, we know about the movie. We know a little bit about who did it, who starred in it. I think that's enough. That's enough. We have we have teased this. We have to get into this. So. Andy and I have seen this movie. We've uh, I've seen the movie probably I don't know three dozen times. Yeah, and I have a couple of stories around it. Andy has so much that this means to him. I mean, this movie you said it brought up all these memories and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll so. hear about that. But we have our illustrious guests. All right, we have Sarah, and she suggested this movie. And now that I know that she grew up in Alien Central, I mean, we need to know <laughs> about this. I did. I didn't know. That Finland was Roswell, New Mexico. So I need to hear about this. <laughs> Tell us. The floor is yours, Sarah. So first off, I saw it in the movies. And the whole idea, who let you see this, starts with my dad teaching me how to lie about my age. <laughs> I was nowhere near the age that I was even supposed to see this movie. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So that's that's a good start of like why I was dead scared. He would be like, okay, so so what year are you born again? Like, 83. <laughs> so that would just be like the age to go in. And if I did say if I actually said the wrong answer, he would be like, no, 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 let's try again. And it's like you're a kid and you're just trying to be like, okay, I, I got this, I got this. <laughs> And then we go into the movies and he's just like, when that 
that girl, I can't remember what her, I don't think she even had a name in the movie. She just goes and like tells her friend, I'm not going to go there mm -hmm. whatsoever. Mm -hmm. First of all, I'm like, when there's an alien spaceship that's that big, just don't do it. Like, how about <laughs> just don't do it? When it came through the cloud in the beginning, that's already like, no, hell no. Like, <laughs> she goes there, she has this tiny little sign, which is something like, you know, something stupid like, welcome to Earth. Or, like, something and it does look beautiful when the ray opens up it does look beautiful yeah at least she had a very quick death because that came in with the force yeah and that's where i'm just like mentally starting to shake myself and i'm just like slowly going deeper and deeper into the seed of terror and just like hyperventilating and just being like okay no 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 <laughs> and from there it just goes like deeper into this like nightmare and which is funny because as a child, especially as a child who wasn't of the age to see it, it was so scary. And now as we see it as an adult, it's really funny. It's comedic. It's like slapsticky. Yeah. And it's not at all what it was to you when it was when we were your child. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Really, really quick. Tell us. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your dad. I mean, that was a pretty rad story, but I mean, like, you know, your dad sounds awesome. You know, set the scene. What? Tell us just a little bit about him. So, first of all, Finland is still one of those rare countries where military um, service is mandatory. Okay. So, obviously, he's an army guy and always loved the Finnish military and kept being in the military and still does volunteer and does work with military same with my mom who's actually my stepmom but I call her she's my she's my main mom <laughs> so um very into like military stuff and um and I'm definitely a daddy's girl and I resonate with tough love and I'm a person who likes tough like likes giving other people tough love as well and I remember as a kid being super scared of roller coasters so of course my dad is like okay can we put like little extra on her shoes so she like can pass to go into the roller coaster <laughs> and i would be like on the line and i'll be hysterically crying and my dad would be like come on like toughen up like you'll love it trust me and i'm just like i don't want to go <laughs> and the people in the gate are like you shouldn't put your kid in there if your kid doesn't want to go in just see her you're fine just she doesn't want to go in my dad's just like Mind your own business. We're going to the damn roller coaster. <laughs> so like, and then we'd be, we'd, we'd be in the roller coaster and go through it, and I'd love it. And then I'd want to go again and again and again until my dad is just like, "No, I'm gonna puke if we go one more time." And then I'd just be going alone. So when he came to movies or anything, he just believed that exposure therapy is the best kind of therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously I needed some therapy, real therapy, <laughs> but, um, he's just, he's super rad and he's always made me do stuff that is kind of like out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So it just made sense that when he came to the movies, he was just like, uh, you're just like toughen up. Like you can deal with it. Like, let's just go see the movie. Like life at your age, you'll, you'll deal with it. Deal with this later. <laughs> That's <laughs> <awesome>. situation. <laughs> That is so good. Thank you. It's it's funny. Your dad sounds a lot like uh, our dads in yeah. some respects. You know? <laughs> just like wanting to toughen us up and just like, yeah, you just go do that. You know, 
<laughs> Definitely just, with mine. Just I watch uh, this. Yeah, exactly. I identify with the tough love. It was like, <laughs> yeah, you're going to do this. No, I don't want. No, you're going to do it anyway. It's fine. And then you do it. And it's not that bad. No. no but. <laughs> That's great. So, so you saw the movie. You're freaking out the whole time. What happens when you go home? When you go home, uh, are you are you now like looking around every corner? Are you convinced aliens are going to come into your bedroom? Like, what is it? Yeah, hundred percent. So my uh, my biological mom and my dad broke up when I was there. Like, I can't even remember ever them even being together. So like, I was that was my dad's weekend. So I was staying with my dad. So, um, and. It was like an old, old historic building in Helsinki. And I was like convinced it was haunted, first of all. Because <laughs> it's like those old pipes, like an oh, old yeah. historic, like it was built in like 1800s, old, like a block of flats. And mm -hmm. uh, you would hear the pipes crackling and moving. And um, so I'm like laying in the bed, just staring at the ceiling, so scared and just like totally peed the bed. Like with my dad at 3 a.m. being Gosh. like, oh, dad, I'm scared. <laughs> oh my gosh. So poor thing. It, it's, I don't think I slept for days. I was just so traumatized by it. And I remember the one scene specifically that completely messed me up. And now that I like, I literally just rewatched that one scene just before <laughs> we started the Zoom session. And I was just like, for real, for real. Like, he's, that's what I was scared, I was scared about. So it's like uh, my favorite character wasn't actually will smith in the movie but it was um uh dr brackish oaken oh yeah the yep. super crazy professor yep and he was just like a nerdy nut job loved him and when he does the alien autopsy yeah and you see the uh president and the secret service go into the room mm -hmm. and the alien autopsy room is like filled with smoke and his yes. body yeah. gets like slammed in <laughs> to the yeah. um, class yeah and you see what i can describe best as a vegan sausage wrapped around <laughs> his neck <laughs> yeah that's what it was some tofurkey wrapped around yeah yeah <laughs> i know because i literally have a long like long as vegan sausage in my fridge right now and i was like it's like that's what it was before this and i was like that's what it was <laughs> and uh and that conversation of like the president going um and the voice voice of the alien speaking through the professor is just so eerie oh yeah and the president goes well well, what do you guys want? Like, what do I, can we, if, if we work together, we can coexist in peace. And the alien is like, peace, no peace. And then the president asks, well, well what do you want? And the alien goes, die. <laughs> and that's when like, it's just my, my soul died a little bit. <laughs> Because they were so superior, they were so much faster, they were able to control us. Um, and also, like, 
being convinced that there were aliens living near crop circles and like I don't know whose idea was to get me the alien book of different alien species (laughs) which was literally just like (laughs) this thing that I read like the bible and it was all like these like different types of aliens people have encountered so I was like in my mind that was reality yeah just like a science book of like what kind of aliens there are yeah though there's most likely some joe from hicksville like under meth spell like hallucinating <laughs> about some like hairy abduction sex fantasies you know like and some persons writes this into like a full book but yeah to a child that was my reality so when i'm seeing this movie i'm like i understand it's a movie but the reality of what if and what if this actually does happen became so much more real so and in my mind i was also like yeah like it's just one ship like if Mm. we destroy one ship yeah like in my mind i was like that makes no sense that we would win right so i was like why don't they just send more ships like what's like (laughs) they have most likely infinite amount of more power and like fleet and technology to overcome us than we have of them this this is where you not being an american really hurts you because (laughs) i think as an american we don't think about that for even one second we go Hell yeah, we won. Of course we would. USA! <laughs> USA! Oh, yeah. See, we have that ingrained in us where we're just like, we're invincible. It's t- Especially growing up in like the 80s and 90s, we're just like, we're the greatest country ever. We can destroy anything. <laughs> yeah. Yahoo! You know, it's totally ridiculous, but... You yeah, absolutely. Know, you know, you're the, you're the realist here, you know, as a kid in Finland, but uh, us in America... With I our think, propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were just like, well, of course we won. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> they messed with America. <laughs> oh, Sarah, that is awesome. Uh, I mean, not awesome. I'm sorry that that happened to you. <laughs> but I'm glad we get to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, let yeah. us know. How was it for you, man? <laughs> so uh, I'm, uh, I saw this movie. Uh, it came out in 96. So I was yeah. just out of sixth grade going into middle school. So, you know, I was awkward as probably all hell. Um, but it was it was one of those movies that leading up to everything, it was it was an event, you know? I mean, yeah. there was the the campaign around this movie was relentless. It was at the Super Bowl, you know, and they blew up the White House during the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. People were like, "What is that?" And I remember my dad being super stoked like, "We are this is going to happen." Yeah. And First time that we saw it, we saw it in theaters, my brother, me, and my dad. And my dad, going to the movies was always a big thing for us. We would always go to the movies. My dad was a stay-at-home dad, so it was, whenever we were like free, it was always like, hey, let's go to a matinee. Let's go see uh, the latest Jim Carrey movie, the latest you know Disney movie, the latest Adam yeah. Sandler movie. What, No matter what it was, we just went to the movies and we saw whatever. Um, so when this was out, it was like an event, like, oh – it's coming up July, you know, July 3rd is it's coming around the corner. We're going to see this on Independence Day. Mm-hmm. So it was like a huge thing. And kind of like what Sarah was saying, like growing up in the 90s and stuff, 
aliens were everywhere. You were talking about that they T-shirt. Were. Yeah. Same thing. I had a T-shirt like that. I had posters. Oh, I had a poster of this movie that my brother pointed out to me. And he was like, dude, yeah, we had like so much alien posters. You had a ID4 poster. I'm like, did I? He's like, yeah, it was the the uh, spaceship and then like LA. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. It was right <laughs> over my bed. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. And it was like something I got from Coca-Cola or something, you know, for yeah. free. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, But aliens were everywhere. You know, we had shows like The X-Files and Alien Autopsy, you know, Alien Autopsy, where was it was, thing, yeah. it was a oh that was real. They got this alien, they got the footage. Yeah, they're cutting open. So, um, growing up, like aliens were always on our mind. Things like Fire in the Sky, that movie scared the hell out of me. Yeah, that's Fire in the Sky is my Independence Day. That's a movie that made me <laughs> terrified of aliens. <laughs> yeah, like they're gonna come, and they're gonna get us. Me and my family, we would have like. Being, uh, being you know, from a, a Hispanic family, I have so many cousins. So every week it was somebody's birthday. So we would always go yeah. over to my grandma's house. And we used to just do this thing where we would sit outside and lay on the ground and then just stare up at the stars. And, like, me and my cousins just talking to each other about, like, oh, man, you think, like, aliens are up there right now, like, looking down at us. <laughs> and, like, one of my older cousins, you know, being, like, Oh, there's one over there. You can see the UFO flight away. And <laughs> younger cousins like, no, no, you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> like, so aliens were something that we just grew up around. And like the idea of like, we are not alone in the universe. Yeah. And they are going to come and they are going to do experiments on us. Sexual experiment. <laughs> as <Yes>. the uh... <laughs> Yes. So what? everything. Was... I, so. <laughs> I swear, I have a theory that all these alien sex experiments are just <laughs> dudes just, like, having, like, those kind of dreams. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Just because it's, like, you're just not admitting to yourself that you have a thing for, like, green girls yeah. or something. Like, it's just, like, always just, they actually did in Ben and Taylor, they gave an this old lady that they interviewed who said that she had been abducted they actually had a vibrate like a silver and said did it look like this and she's like yes this is what they use and you're just like lady can you not read between the lines like you're just had a sex dream did not get abducted yeah and like so it's it's funny it's it's fun to see that this was like part of the 90s like childhood trauma so yeah it's yeah like, we're going to get abducted yeah he's going to this happen. is going to yeah. happen it's not a question of if it's a matter of when this is going to happen yeah and i need to prepare myself by making sure that i watch every episode of the x-files and <laughs> yeah. sightings on fox and yeah like i need to know what i'm looking out for because yeah and it was always like, I- I'm going to be the one where they like they take me up and just observe me and like quiz me about, you know, just humans. Or I'll be the one where they just put a bunch of stuff in my ass. Yeah. Like, it's one of the two. Yeah. You know? the, the grays I mean, or the tall whites like, are going to get yeah. me. You think they just like they traveled 
the entire like Milky Way or whole <laughs> galaxy, and they're just like, oh yeah, we just don't know how to do like even scans. We just have to put a probe in. That's yeah. just like Eddie has to through your anus. We yeah. will understand you better if you just put something up in there. It's like even us humans can just go and get an MRI. Like, right. no, yeah. Trust me, anus. <laughs> That's where the science is. That's what it is. To to put things up your butt is is human. Talk to any of our friends who have wives or friends themselves that are nurses. And the amount of times they have to deal with people coming in because they got a stretch Armstrong stuck up their butt. <laughs> it's just to, to do that is human. Oh my God. <laughs> Gabe, that's my story, man. What what do you what do you got? I think I I think I've talked enough on that. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely re- I remember the. Uh, the early '90s alien hysteria very very well. My mom was a was a theater lady. She did hair and makeup. She's really 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 fun. The uh, really awesome lady growing up around. Lots of great stories, and uh, she was obsessed. It was this weird thing because my mom super 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 religious. I grew up in a really religious household, but like uh, like I've said before on this podcast, it was never like be afraid of God. It was always like. God's the best. He's our dad and like everything's awesome. So it was always very positive and fun. But then on the other side, my mom was way into aliens and it was almost like, <laughs> well, that kind of contradicts the other stuff. Whatever. It's cool. It's fine. But my mom was like hardcore into like alien autopsy and like uh, X-Files. Yeah. As soon as you said X-Files, it's like my mom watched everything. She was a great mother she was always there for us. When Mulder and Scully were on, it was like, the kids can be on fire. I don't give a shit. I'm going to watch <laughs> X-Files right now. Like, I, I remember, uh, same as you, Sarah, like sneaking out and, and you know, sneaking a peek. Because some of those weren't just spooky. Some of them were kind of, you know, risque. There was, yeah. there was always some, you know, sex stuff and everything in those. And I remember, yeah, like hiding in the hallway, watching them. And I mean, I could have been right next to my mom. She would not have known. Like she was so laser focused. <laughs> but yeah, I I was always blown away by the crop circles. So it's funny that you mentioned that. As a kid, that really, I don't know, like that scared me. There were two things around aliens. It was the it was the crop circles that really scared me because I was like, oh man, that's them just messing with us. Like aliens are here and they're just they're messing with us maybe it's like you know maybe it's their message for another group of aliens or something like that but i always saw it as like as a kid oh yeah it's real they're 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 here they've been here they're doing the crop circles and they're just doing it to screw with us just to show like look what we can do in the middle of the night there was that and then the movie fire in the sky yeah like andy said did you ever see that one sarah i can't remember so a lot of movies that came around that time the, they never dubbed the actual movie. They had subtitles, oh, subtitles uh-huh. but the name of the movie got translated into Finnish. Uh, so I wonder okay. if there was like an actual what 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 happens in the movie. So there's the, oh, go ahead, Andy. It, it's it's just a I can't remember the guy's name. I it's it's hey, yeah. anyway. Uh, kind of like you were saying, it's like a hillbilly dude gets abducted by aliens. Town doesn't believe him and everything, but throughout the movie, it's revealing more and more of his abduction and then it kind of like culminates with like them just showing the whole abduction scene and it's 
terrifying. They bring him up. They're dragging him through tunnels. Yeah. They do all these things where like this weird fake skin goes over him. It goes over his face and it like then a mouth hole appears and then they get something in his eye and it just forever just creeped I... me out and it was awful. It's I mean it's it was just scary. I think I've seen it. I think I've seen it. That sounds yeah. super familiar. Yeah, the... I feel like I've just blocked it. Yeah. <laughs> like... But the like the fake skin mouth whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've seen that. Yeah, uh, that has been in my nightmares before. Definitely, like I, that was the thing I remember vividly. You know, you peed the bed after seeing Independence Day. Uh, I I peed the bed twice uh, as a, I won't say like as an adult. I don't think I've ever peed as an adult, but uh, as like a teenager I mean, <laughs> or it, preteen. Not on accident. You I know, mean, on purpose. Yeah, you know? on purpose. Of course, I peed the bed. I'm a, I'm a grown up. It's yeah. my bed. I'll pee in it if I want to. But anyway, there's a plastic uh, sheet under there. <laughs> but no, like I remember after seeing that movie, I was so scared to get up out of my bed, and I had to pee. Oh, yeah. That I was like, I'm just gonna go. No one's gonna notice. Spoiler alert: They noticed. <laughs> dude, I think I did the same thing. I, I was to, so afraid. I dude. remember I had a blanket, and I just went like, "I'm just gonna pee into this," and yep. I just grabbed a blanket and yeah. peed into it and threw that on the ground. <laughs> dude, I am yeah. I am a hundred percent certain that Fire in the Sky made me do the same thing. It I was am Fire not in wa- the Sky. I am not walking down this hallway. <laughs> yeah, and I'm and I'm older than you, and I'm pretty sure I'm older than you too, Sarah. But like, I <laughs> I was definitely so terrified that I mean, yeah, aliens were gonna get me. They were gonna cover my mouth. Oh, it was just the worst. But anyway, yeah. So, so there was that. That was sort of the the alien hysteria and and the alien stuff that I experienced that I was pretty scared of. So when Independence Day came around, it was a little. I was a little older. I was in I was in high school, and it was really. It was like what Andy had described with his dad. My dad was the same thing. It was like we are gonna go to this thing. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and we went to the theaters and. For me, it was, there were definitely those spooky moments. The whole, like, vegan sausage, die. <laughs> that whole thing, gnarly, totally got me for sure. But the the patriotic, like, the, the America porn of the whole thing was so awesome to me as, like, a, whatever, 14, 15-year-old boy. I was like, yeah, America, USA, <laughs> Will USA. Smith. <laughs> We did it! Will Smith punched in the face. You know, like it was, it was just the dumbest shit. And I was so on board. I was just like, "Yes, yeah. I love this. This is great." So any of the scary stuff was kind of washed away because I was like, "Oh, dude, they messed with America. Now they're gonna get nuked." Yeah, you know, like it was great. All the other stuff was flying over my head. I was just like, teenage boy, full of testosterone, just like. Yeah, we did it. This is awesome. We we'll kick anyone's ass, especially aliens. So yeah, so it wasn't that scary to me, but uh, I loved it, and it was it was part of this whole like early to mid '90s heyday of just like aliens everywhere, and that being so fun and also very scary. So there's there's my story of it. So. <laughs> All right. I wonder if it's gonna be coming back because isn't. Uh, the government's supposed to release the UFO information. Yeah. So I wonder if we get to relive all of this. I, that's what I wonder because it's it's they keep saying disclosure is coming and the the military is going to open up this stuff. We got we got Blink One Eighty Two out there. He's doing the groundwork <laughs> yeah. and he's uh, I'm sorry, uh, Angels and Airwaves is out there. He's he's yeah, not in Blink One Anymore. 
That's right. my my apologies um, to uh, Tom DeLong. Yeah, um, there it is. I finally got there. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, and we're living in the YouTube, internet, TikTok world. Like I feel like it's prime opportunity for this sort of stuff to, I don't know, come back in a big way. But maybe yeah. maybe that's part of it. Maybe because everyone has too good at cameras now. <laughs> whatever tricks were going on in the 90s they can't they can't do it anymore <laughs> maybe I don't know. yeah I, or I, everyone's a skeptic now i don't know what it is i i don't know i mean it's very interesting because yeah i mean it's a great point sarah like they even they started you know the military declassified a bunch of things last year in 2020 and it was like you had very well respected, you know, generals and and you know these admirals from the navy and everything saying like, oh, absolutely, there are UFOs. You yeah. know, like no one came right out and said like, I've seen aliens, but they were all like, oh yeah, there's UFOs. There's these things that, you know, our fighter jets couldn't even kind of keep up with them. They just blasted past. Like that technology doesn't exist on Earth, so that's a thing, and it, and it's amazing, and I definitely think there's some people that really latched onto that but i think for the most part we were all just so <laughs> sick of all the bullshit from 2020 that like it just kind of flew over everyone's head. i mean i don't know I don't yeah know. everyone it's... was focused on surviving day by day that <laughs> yeah they could have told us anything during that year they should have and just because <laughs> like, we would have done exactly what it was whatever i can't find toilet paper <laughs> yeah it's hard to care about aliens but, but... What? funny enough Talking about like anal probing, I, I hope you guys knew that in China they started taking the COVID results by uh, swap to the ass. So yeah. I guess like it has become a full circle in the end. So that's you know, also a very good point. Yes. See. Yeah. What did I say? It always comes back to the butt. It's always back to the butt. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's the thing that people care about aliens as much as they care about. Oh man, aliens are real. Things are gonna go in my butt. But if people are already getting stuff in their butts because of COVID, they're like, "It's fine. It's all right. <laughs> aliens, do your worst. I'll be okay." Bring it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, you rewatched it, Sarah, on the rewatch of the movie. Anything that jumped out at you, any particular, I mean, you told us the particular scene that, that, you know, terrified you as a kid and now you're watching it and it's, you know, it's almost funny, but you know, anything else from the rewatch that was really cool or something that you noticed? Well, um, so I immigrated to the United States seven years ago and, um, when I got my green card, my friend thought he was buying me simply a, uh, U.S. flag to put into my flagpole well he didn't get the measurements it is 11 feet wide so <laughs> <laughs> it is now covering my entire wall thank you <laughs> and i actually own a hummer because i love 90s action movies so the one thing i noticed is what you guys were talking about it which is actually living in u.s and having that feeling of like america <laughs> Yeah. I'm finally part of the group just yeah. being like, yeah, I get it. It's Independence Day. Like, hell yeah. So I I guess it's like my 
perspective of the movie has changed into it being something like that's funny. It's about unity. It's about people coming together to protect their country and then eventually each other and the world. And it is like in the end a fairly beautiful this like sappy ending where there's a montage of people around the world defeating them and coming together. And yeah. it's it's kind of beautiful, you know? Yeah. I, I agree with you. That was that was something that I thought was really cool, especially on the rewatch. Like, yeah, I watched that with fresh eyes and I was like, oh, well, especially it was like the uh, the Iranian uh, Iranian and the Iraqi soldiers yeah. coming together. I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, it's just a movie, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, pretty cool. All that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, you know, everyone. Yeah. Celebrating all together, you know, <laughs> the 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 heartfelt sort of stuff in this movie, you know. It, it, it lands. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely does. But yeah, I, I, I didn't want to out you, Sarah, with the, the Hummer, but I was like, you're more American than me or Andy. <laughs> 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 I was going through a road trip in my Hummer and he has leather seats and butt sweat is for real. Again, back to the butt. <laughs> butt sweat is for real when you're driving in your black Hummer across U.S., and it was like after Independence Day and the American flag towels were on sale. So I have American flag towel as like a butt rag. <laughs> so it is like the most American I feel. When I try that thing, so. Yeah. All you needed yeah. was a was a, a machine gun firing out the window as you drive. Yeah. That's, that's uh, about it. You I know? have dreams about that. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh man, we gotta hang out, Sarah. We'll go shoot machine guns <laughs> at the sky, right on bald eagles together. It'll be fun. So. <laughs> Andy, yeah. you rewatched it. What did what jumped out at you, man? Um, kind of right from the beginning. The thing I want to point out is this movie doesn't seem that old, right? But man, this movie is a, a movie of the nineties. <laughs> yes. You get that right off the bat from like the opening credits of just oh how it goes. <laughs> Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> just one of those things where I, yeah. I started off and I, I got so nervous. I'm like, oh no, this is going to be very dated. <laughs> and sure, there's some some smash um, some smash cuts where it's zooming in on the White House. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, like this is <laughs> this is not going to hold up. Please tell me this holds up. Please. It seems tell like a like a South Park parody. Yeah. And I'm right? like, oh yeah. no, but. <laughs> It does, and I I was I was thankfully, you know, very quickly, um, happy because I was so I was so scared. I'm like, oh no! Yeah, I remember. Uh, I forgot to mention. Uh, I got this movie for Christmas that same year when it came out, and mm -hmm. I had you know I had everything. I had the toys, the uh -huh. awful, awful, awful Independence Day toys. They weren't good. <laughs> they were clunky and. Like they didn't work, they were awful. Um, <laughs> but I had everything. I had the VHS. I had the Independence Day, the flamethrower, and it all. You know, I had. <laughs> yeah. And man, I watched this movie so many times, so I was so scared. Um, this movie just nonstop holds your attention. It is a nail biter, yeah, through and through. Um, and just Will Smith, man. Will Smith has the best lines ever. You know, he it's really good. The alien crashes. He beats. He beats the alien. You know, with his jet. You know, fakes it out and gets one to crash. 
and he punches this alien in the face and yells, yeah. welcome to Earth. You know, it's the, <laughs> he like he's just full of just these one liners that are yeah. that are unbelievable, man. Like, no, that's what I call a close encounter. Yeah, and just, he's full of them. And they're amazing, man. Just nonstop. Just Will Smith being the coolest dude literally ever. Yeah. Um, With the exception of when he's standing next to Jeff Goldblum and then Jeff Goldblum becomes the coolest dude ever. I mean, they're both smoking cigars at the end. Yeah. And Will Smith looks cool smoking a cigar, but not next to Jeff Goldblum smoking a cigar. Jeff Goldblum puts Will Smith to shame. Like he's he's yeah. holding it better in his mouth and it's just like Will Smith needs to take some notes. Jeff Goldblum is showing him up right now. Well, yeah, Vivica Fox runs into to uh Will Smith's arms and he like embraces her and hugs her. It's very loving. It's it's fabulous. And then, uh, forgive me, but uh, what's what's her name? Uh, nope, Margaret Collins. Yes, Margaret Collins. She runs to uh, Jeff Goldblum. He's still smoking his stogie, and he like grabs her with one arm, like, "Hey, babe, it's nice to see you too." She's literally divorced from you, man, and she's yeah. running into your arms, and you're kind of like, "I'll hold hey. you with one arm, I guess." I got a stogie to finish. <laughs> so, yeah, he was definitely, like, trying to, to play up the Dude, cool factor. He, he is – this era, Jeff Goldblum, is just – man, he is he is at the top of his game. I he love, is, I love Jeff is. now. Jeff, come on the podcast. We love you, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about that alien scene, you know, where the, the autopsy – that scene, yeah, I was going to mention just how that was scary. Yeah. He cuts it open. The alien pops open. Oh, my juices fly out. And it's just – it is – Oh, I love that scene so much. That actor who plays the doctor is so good. It's data from, from Star Trek and everything. So that, right? yeah. Yeah. Brent Spiner. Yeah. Holy yeah, smokes. Dude. Well, you just blew my mind. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Well, there's a bunch of little things like that. There's data. And then the little girl, that's Bill Pullman's, pre uh, the president's daughter. Uh -huh. If you ever watched Arrested Development, that's egg. Anne. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, that's why she looks familiar. Yeah, so just well, as a little right. girl. There there's a bunch of stuff like that. Um, and then the last thing that I really need to point out is, I am so glad that the aliens are running the same Linux system that they're running at Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get onto the mothership. We get on the mothership. This advanced technology, and it's it's a Linux system. Yeah, and it's like spaceship. <laughs> spaceship turns yeah open spaceship yeah and it's just like man they are lucky that jeff goldblum was there because if they couldn't find the little girl from jurassic park to go up there and hack into the mainframe yeah like they're gonna be screwed yeah they just should have had her she she flies up oh i got it's it's a, it's a linux system, system. I, I know this. this yeah anyway that's anyway you can tell we've seen Jurassic Park too many times, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a no, good movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Jurassic Park is another movie that, yeah. Whoop. yeah. Another day, another time. Yeah. And just how cool President J Thomas J. Whitmore is. There, I, I really think in the history of like great American president speeches, you know, um, ask not what your country can do for you. Um, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mm -hmm. um, four scores seven years ago, like, Put read my lips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gorbachev, tear down this wall. You yeah, know? all those ones. All Anyways. those ones. Put this one, the Thomas J. Whitmore. 
today is our Independence Day speech yeah. at the top of all those. I know he's a fictional character, <laughs> but there's never been a better American president speech in, in all of American history. No, I agree with you. I, I think, agree with you. I, I used to have an education background. I Well, you still do. I still do, <laughs> actually, yeah. I'm just not in the field of education anymore. <laughs> and maybe that's why I'm not, because I was trying to teach the kids that this <laughs> is the greatest. Now, listen, kids, I'm going to teach you about I know, President but, Thomas J. whatever more. I know, I know Lincoln's important, kids, but check this out. Independence Day, he comes out, watch this. And then the kids, the kids are gonna walk out of the room chanting USA though. They will. I did it. They will. Gabe, what stands out for you, my friend? <laughs> you rewatched it, Gabe. I did. What, I, what are your notes? I rewatched it, and I just again, I just have a couple of notes. We talked about a lot of the big stuff already, but um, the you know the burning clouds. I know Sarah, you mentioned that the burning clouds at the beginning. That's like it's the coolest intro so to like cool. you are screwed. Like this thing comes in the burning clouds. It's like. There's no chance they're coming to like, you know, broker peace. They're not coming to be our friends. I, I'm, I, I don't even know if that phenomenon would would actually happen. I mean, obviously, like coming into our atmosphere, there'd be fire and all that good stuff. But I mean, with the clouds and all that, you just know it's like these guys mean trouble. We should we should definitely be as as Angelinos in the movie. We should be shooting our guns at them to <laughs> yeah. try to scare them off. Like the little uh, kid, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the burning clouds that was amazing. Uh, everything in like the um, the the art direction and the design for the the aliens, mm. I thought it was really cool. Um, I looked this up after the fact uh, that the 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 designer who came up with the aliens he had two distinct designs, and it was like the little guy that was telepathic, and then the big giant guy. And Roland Emmerich loved it so much, he was like, Let, "We need to have both of them." So it's the little guy in the big one as like a biomechanical suit, and they were like, "Yeah, rad, let's do it." I thought that was super cool because the design was incredible for them. The spaceships, like, it was totally unique. I think yeah. up to this point, a lot of the aliens were, you know, the the tall green guys or the tall gray guys or the little green guys. Like, that's what aliens were for the most part. Always um, with the big eyes, yeah, you know, the big head, and yeah, especially in the '90s. So this being such a departure i loved it i thought that was so cool and on the rewatch i was like man that's they did such a good job with that um and then uh yeah i mean jeff goldblum is like the handsomest guy on earth like <laughs> i saw that i was like man i love this dude and he's such a great actor but I, I just kept looking i was like everyone's beautiful in this movie like way to go independence day Re we rewatched it we talked about how it affected us and Sarah, I have to ask. So, I mean, you know, it it's definitely stuck with you. Are there any elements that uh, still kind of haunt you or stick with you even as an adult from the movie or from the your your alien childhood? I think it's just the vegan sausage around the neck. <laughs> it's just still that just haunts me. I <laughs> just I think my biggest fear is mind control. Like, mm. what if nobody knows? you've been controlled and you're just made to do all these things. And I always would think of like, did the doctor know, was he lucid through all of that? Um, or was he already dead? Yeah. That does make it way scary. And that's, I think why also fire in the sky is so scary because the dude is completely powerless and they're doing all these things. And yeah. it's, ugh, it's like yeah. that sleep paralysis sort of stuff too, you know? Yes. Like, yeah. It's oh. <laughs> just like, you're, you're, conscious and you're able to see and know everything but i can't do anything with my body and yeah something else has control man yeah 
I've had that stuff. happen a couple of times in my life where, you know, I'm I'm in the like in between like sleep and awake and yeah. I think I'm seeing something or I'm hearing something gnarly. Oh, it's like this it's the scariest freaking thing yeah. on earth. I think it's just a byproduct of having an overactive imagination Ow. and <laughs> being a super shitty sleeper. I just don't get enough sleep. So I think I'm just <laughs> like a the movies we've seen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and watching gnarly things from the age of, you know, six. Is that the Baba Duke? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, whether you have kids or not, I don't think you do, but no. would cat. you let your kid, right, yeah, just furry ones, would you let your kid watch this movie, and uh, if so, when would you let them watch it? Um, considering that after the whole scene that I just said, I realized the CGI is a little outdated and when they do shoot, shoot the alien it just sounds like a um like a sound effect of a cat kind of slightly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. so i was like okay it's not that scary maybe i would wait until the actual like tender age of 13 there you go because i think he was pg-13 um but you know what I also just like like how my dad did it, which is just tough love, like you can deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I guess like I am a bit of a tough cookie. Like I don't mm -hmm. get that upset that easily. So I feel like I can pass that on to my kids where um, they're not too sheltered. So 100% would love to watch it with my future kids. And yeah, just hopefully they be the bed as well i'm just gonna <laughs> press by putting the plastic sheet in there before they go to bed so. <laughs> just to be safe i love that love it and then and also put the blanket you could also pee into this it's not yeah. Hold it, yeah. and you can try that's the move yeah. that is the move yeah say like i heard from these guys they're uh they had some great <laughs> advice just pee into a blanket you'll be all right yeah. <laughs> andy what about you man you have a kid when uh, when is he going to be old enough to watch this movie? I think I'm going to agree with Sarah. I'm thinking like I saw it, you know, I I saw it that summer. I was definitely 12 years old, you know. So I, it's one of those things where it had spooky sort of bits in it, but I think that 12, 13 age range is pretty perfect, you know, because it's got the action, it's got the humor. You're able to hit all those big beats, you know, and you're able to enjoy it on all those levels. Um, you know, as we technology and film and stuff gets better, I worry about, you know, oh, the special effects of this, you know, some of those fire things, the dog jumping into the the, <laughs> the dog. Oh, we didn't even mention that when she's in the tunnel, tunnel. and she calls the, you know, Sparky or whatever. Yeah. And he just jumps, jumps in and the fire's there. It's like, man, why didn't <laughs> yeah. the radiation just nuke that that dog <laughs> or them? The or door was open. <laughs> but anyway, they're fine. Yeah. Uh, so. But I do. I think, you know, he watches, you know, a bunch of little kids shows now. As he gets older and everything, I'm going to introduce him to some movies. This one's definitely on the list. I think he's going to be able to, you know, sit through it and be entertained by it. You know, granted, it's going to be another 10 years, but <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? What Marvel's going to put out in that time? They might undo oh, yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. But yes, absolutely. The kid is going to watch this. Yeah. And then, sir, what about you? What about you and your three ones? Yeah, so I've got yeah, I've got three. My boys are five. My daughter is about to turn nine, and which is still not true, and I still don't understand know, it every crazy. single day. It's crazy. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, I'm so young. I'm so youthful. I can't possibly have a kid that's almost ten. Anyway, uh, 
spoiler alert, I've already let my daughter watch this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, it's oh, because wow. I'm a crappy father. No, um, <laughs> we we were at, this was two years ago, so Baby Girl would have been six, about to turn seven, Ooh, somewhere in it, there. In Sarah's territory. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Like, little Little one. Uh, we were at my mother's house for a barbecue on Independence Day. Okay. And it was on TV. It was on it was on cable, so I think it was on like HBO or something like that, but it was on like the TV that was on. And we were like, Yeah, Independence Day's coming on. Let's do it. And it was one of these things where like my mom has a swimming pool, so like my daughter was super exhausted and just like, you know, this was the time of day where it's like, ooh, we have so much food in our stomachs and mm. dessert is coming and Independence Day is gonna be on. So I didn't even think. I was like, she's going to fall asleep. She's She falls asleep like, no, it's totally fine. And my wife, who is usually the voice of reason, was like, yeah, let's watch Independence Day. Like, she totally wanted to see it, too. <laughs> so we were hanging out. Baby girl's, like, laying on my lap. or Yeah, absolutely. She was laying on my lap. And she does not fall asleep. <laughs> we watch this movie. And she's, like, awake. And I'm like, this is kind of gnarly, right? Is she going to be... Is she gonna do? Is she gonna freak out? And just as I'm like seriously thinking, oh man, like this is gonna totally scar her for life. She falls asleep. So I'm like, oh, awesome. Everything's cool. It's great. Everything's fine. Flash forward about thirty minutes when the White House blows up. It, it's so loud in my mom's living room that it wakes my daughter up. She like jumps up and she, she she points at the TV and she says, "Scrap the mission." We're like, what the hell? Like, what? You just, kid, you were sound asleep and you wake up and do that. Then she stayed awake the entire rest of the movie. And we're like, ah, she missed all the gnarliest stuff. Like, it's fine. I think it's going to be okay. She saw some crazy things. It, it, I think it just went totally over her head. I don't know. But my daughter has seen most of Independence Day. And I can't wait until she's like, yeah, 10 or 11 and be like, hey, let's watch this rad movie. Do you remember any of it at all? Yeah. No? Cool, let's watch it. So, uh, knowing my luck, she's going to be like, yes, I remember it, and that's why I peed the bed all those times. <laughs> I've been trying to scrap the mission for the last three years, Pops. Yeah, scrap the mission was so it's weird. Awesome. It's like, why, where'd that come from? So, so there you go. Uh, my boys, one is very sensitive and one is very not. So, I think the one that isn't, He'll see it when he's like nine or ten and love it and want to go out and fight aliens. The other one is like such a like such a sensitive little dude. Like he's gonna probably have to be a teenager. He's gonna have to be like thirteen, you know. Even with tough love, he's gonna need he's gonna need that and he's gonna need to like sleep in our room <laughs> that <laughs> night. <laughs> he's so sensitive. So all right, sweet. That's the parent perspective. Okay, anything else? Andy, any exciting trivia? Anything you want to share about the movie? Man, the only thing that I had that I written down was actually the fact that you so, uh, said they, uh, how they combined the two aliens. I thought that was incredibly interesting, you know, yeah, just taking those two designs. And then just how this movie, you know, it launched Will Smith uh, as the claim to the, the king of the 4th of July. And this, then Men in Black, then Men in Black 2. Then Wiki Wild, Wiki Wild, Wiki Wild, Wild West. You know, <laughs> just he was yeah. there every single summer dropping bomb after, you know, well, good bomb until they were actual Until they flops, became actual flops. flops. But, but but just dropping movie after movie that you would have to see with your friends. And especially yeah. going up through middle school and high school, like, Will Smith has got another one coming out. We got to go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Welcome to Earth. Yeah, everything was welcome to Earth. <laughs> but no, that I mean, you hit it on the head, man. I'm I'm good. Unless you got any more trivia or fun facts or anything about this. No, uh, you know, I, f- I found it to be kind of interesting. I had read that the uh, the composer of this film, um, like Andy said, there was such like a huge media circus around this movie. You know, there's so it was everywhere. It was, you know, part of the Super Bowl, everything like that. The dude up till a month before the release still hadn't finished the score. So mm. he, and he was freaking out because of the pressure. It was insane. So he goes and he locks himself in a hotel room. And he's like, I'm going to stay here until I'm done with the score and it's just finished and perfect and fabulous. And he was trying to block everything out. But every day there would be an airplane with a banner saying Independence Day is coming, (laughs) flying outside the hotel. And he saw uh, uh, a billboard went up like two or three days after he got in there that said Independence. So he couldn't look outside without being reminded of the looming... Uh, impending doom, the deadline. So, but Man. he still did it and made it happen, and, and it's great. It's it's awesome. He did a great job. I, so. Actually, I think the music's kind of lackluster. I feel like, and that kind of explains it. I feel like they, this movie could have bigger music, and it could they, for sure get a Hans Zimmer or a, um, oh my God, what's his name? Jurassic Park, Star Jeff Wars, Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, get a Jeff Goldblum. Get a Jeff Goldblum to, Goldblum to yeah. do it. Um. A Mark Mothersbaugh. Why didn't they have Will Smith have an Independence Day rap? Because he wasn't big enough yet. I I know he wasn't getting jiggy with it yet, but he was still the Fresh Prince. He was the Fresh Prince, and he was trying to break free from that. So I I don't think he started doing that until Men in Black, right? I think that was the first one where he was like, I'm a huge star. I want to rap in this song. (laughs) I want to make a song for this movie. (laughs) You have to let me, because I'm a huge star. He should have got jiggy with it, though. He He should have. You should missed opportunities. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then there was a sequel, and I never saw the I sequel. I never saw the sequel. Did you see the sequel, Sarah? I did, but I can't. Honestly, I can't even remember what see? happened in it. Yeah, I've heard it's. I've heard it's not good. Yeah, it's got like a five on IMDb. It doesn't have a great yeah, score heard, on yeah. Tomatoes. I've I've heard that. Wonder... Spoiler alert: that uh, they've killed off. Will Smith's character, so it's like they just shut the door on that. Or just like and like an off comment sort of thing, like, oh, he became a colonel and now he's dead. It's just like, what? <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. Independence Day has seven out of ten. I, yeah. I'm surprised. I thought it would have more. I thought it would too. Yeah. I saw that score and thought, man, I mean, for me, it's a nine out of ten. Yeah. Man. I love this movie. I love this movie. Oh yeah. I wonder so if they, I mean a lot of that stuff, I wonder if it's after the fact sort of things because this dude became the the director made all those other uh yeah. disaster sort of movies and yeah. it was 2012 and day after tomorrow and yeah just i'm like, a i'm a sucker for those though oh i love them though. i love yeah. everything roland emmerich does like they're I've, fun I'm, I'm on board they're just super fun give me a fun movie yeah i don't care i want to see the world end and then come out of the theater and see that it's not that bad so <laughs> they just make me happy all right we discussed it Sarah, this was awesome. Thank you for the stories. Uh, this is the this is as we uh, come to an end. We always ask, you know, do you have any recommendations right now? Anything that you're into personally that you want to tell our listeners about that you like that you want to endorse? Maybe there's like a band you're listening to a lot of, or a book you read, or a show you're watching, or uh, another tattoo artist. Well, well um, as a European who has missed Europe a little bit. 
and especially my parents, I um, got really happy to watch the Eurovision <laughs> on TV. <Yeah. laughs> and the Eurovision comedy is hilarious. <laughs> and the soundtrack is something I've been like listening nonstop for the past two weeks. It is amazing. Volcano Man by Bill um, Ferrell. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Watch the movie. <laughs> If you're scared, it will, it will like just dilute all your alien fears away. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a really good bit of advice. Again, yeah, if you're scared, put on Eurovision. It's fabulous. Yeah, it's that's that is hilarious that you say that. My kids, I mean, I dig it too. My kids love the soundtrack. Yeah. Like they're so into. Yeah, Volcano Man is hilarious, and Husavik, and and uh, like all the the Double Trouble song, like. Yeah, yeah, ding love, dong. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. It's it's hilarious. But yeah, that had to uh, that that had to make you happy. Actually, seeing the Eurovision is, I mean, clearly it's a big deal. But I mean, was that always something that was like a huge deal for you? Like, oh, it's it's that time of year, Eurovision. Well, it's imagine if The Voice and Super Bowl got combined. Oh, yeah. That's what Eurovision is to Europe. <sighs> that so, sounds so cool. Yeah, it does. It is bigger than you might think it is in Europe. <laughs> Watch, yeah, watching the the Will Ferrell movie, I was like, man, that is so rad. I I wish we had something like that here. But yeah, I, I mean, we have the Super Bowl, I guess. But we have the just, boys, I guess. Yeah, whatever. You know, <laughs> it's not Why, as cool. We're America. Why can't we have everything? We need to have all the best things. Let's enter Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, America enters. <laughs> well, we just thought of. We just thought we should. Why? It says Euro. It's right there in the title. Yeah, but we're America. But we're America. Can't we just do it? Here, listen to the speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, Eurovision and the Eurovision movie. Thank you very much for that recommendation. Andy, do you have a recommendation that isn't a total effing bummer <laughs> this week? Sarah, every week he recommends something that is just like heart wrenching. Uh, just uh, so go there's ahead. A, so there's this documentary called Dear Zachary. No, no, um, don't no, talk no. About that. Um, so I no, it's it's fun this week. So uh, there's a podcast that I really love, and I know it's. I'm gonna give a shout out to a pod a podcast, even though they're probably you know, trying to take our listeners. But you know what? You can listen to all podcasts. Um, the lead singer of this band I love called Touche Amore. Uh, the lead singer's name is Jeremy Bohm. And he has this podcast called The First Ever Podcast. And it's him ha talking with musician friends, artists, um, videographers, just a bunch of people talking about their first experiences in the field that they're in. Um, and, you know, kind of how that you know, shaped them and affected them and everything. And he is getting better and better at it. And it's one of those things he started during the pandemic. Um, and it just got picked up by, I think it's like the hard times uh, channel. Um, so they hard times does like music stuff and some comedy stuff and it's getting bigger and bigger. And he probably doesn't need me to recommend it, but it's called the first ever podcast hosted by Jeremy Baum. Dude knows his music, and it's it's an awesome podcast. Check that out if you're into music or movies or things like that. Cool. Yeah, I'm not interested in either one of those things. <laughs> I hate music and movies, so thank you very much, Andy. 
<laughs> Gabe, no. what about you, my no, friend? No, that, are... that sounds rad, man. <laughs> what do you got? I am going to recommend a movie that I am embarrassed I did not see until recently. And uh, Well, it only came out last year, but uh, it's incredible. And I just I don't know that enough people have seen it, so I'm going to recommend it. Uh, it is the Josh Rubin film, Scare Me. It's with uh, Josh Rubin, Aya Cash from The Boys, and uh, Chris Redd. It is so fun. Holy smokes. It's it's these two friends, and they're up in a cabin in the woods, and they're trying to scare each other with scary stories. I do not want to give anything else about it because I you will. it's just really fun to see it unfold. It's these two friends, very spooky. Is it going to be a straight-up horror? Is it going to be a comedy? Is it? I mean, it's, it's a really fun ride. It's expertly done. Um, being a, an independent filmmaker myself, I really, really, really appreciated what Josh did. And he's now on to doing so many other things uh, you know, right after this came out. Uh, his new movie, Werewolves Within, is coming out pretty soon, and I'm super stoked to see that. But yeah, it's called Scare Me, uh, written and directed by Josh Rubin. you got to check it out. Uh, super, super rad. And uh, Josh, I'm sorry. That I'm so late to the game. I should have seen it last year, man, right when it came out. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's so good. You would love it. You would really enjoy it, man. Dude, I gotta check that out for sure. Right on. Okay, we have given all of our recommendations. We have discussed a fantastic movie. We have shared some of our trauma. I think we're the healing process can begin. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, we want to thank you so much for being on tonight. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you. This is awesome. <laughs> it was a pleasure to have you. Andy, why don't you go ahead and wrap it up, dude? Sign us off. You got it. As always, you guys, like, follow, review us on wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, wherever it is. Like, follow, review. Please do that for us. You could also follow us uh, on all the uh, social medias out there. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Gabe's dancing every week now. No, you gotta, I'm not. You got to do it, you guys. Follow us on TikTok. Who let you pod? And then if you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to start emailing us back and forth, uh, who let you pod at gmail.com. And then I am Andy Diaz, and this is Gabe Martinez. We are reminding you to never watch anything in front of a child unless it's a film about the 4th of July no longer being known as an American holiday. But as the day the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Goodbye. Hell yeah. <laughs> America. America. <laughs> I'm going to go eat a Big Mac. <laughs> I'm going over to Sarah's and getting some of that vegan sausage. It's going to be great. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Protect your butts. <laughs> You've just heard a Doomsday Initiative podcast. Consult a physician. Oh.